Welcome to this season two episode of the Me Sweet podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a Me Sweet mindset. Just like leaders in the C suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day to day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me-sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. On this episode of The Me Suite, we are interviewing a dear friend who is also famous in her field as the C-Suite Whisperer. Lisa has been a C-Suite advisor and executive leadership coach for her entire career, literally advising senior executives. I think our total count is almost up to 1,000 and across about 30 countries. And I thought it would be very interesting for Lisa to come on and help us get into the mind of C-suite leaders. What are leaders thinking about? What are the top questions that they're asking themselves that Lisa helps them through? And it might give some of our listeners some ideas for, as you're moving down your career path and you're thinking, do I want to be a C-suite leader? What would it be like? What are the things that would be on my plate? I think she can give us a lot of visibility into that world. Lisa has an MBA from Wharton. She is a board member for the Anti-Defamation League. She was and is a single mom through the span of her career. Lisa is an author, Harvard Business Publishing, on leading in times of crisis. Could it be more relevant? So I am thrilled to have an excuse to be sitting in the Me Suite today with Lisa Finkelstein. Hey, Donna. Whatever excuse it is, this is great. And (laughs) I have to also just share how powerful and wonderful what you've created in the year plus. I think it's a great gift to many, which just speaks to why I've always admired you. So I'm thrilled to be here chatting with you today. They're lucky to be listening to you and learning from you. Uh, let's start with your core values. I think that it's relevant to know that my parents and my grandparents are educators. And they've instilled in me an insatiable curiosity a love of learning, and also trying new things. My parents were gifted teachers in alternative programs, and I think we couldn't help but kind of be thrown into lots of new things. And I am my father's daughter. Yes. And he's always lived by the six C's, and so I've got my version, some of which are very similar. And I also just want to honor my father. He recently passed away just shy of 92, so He's a gift to all of us. So my six C's, my core values that I absolutely live by and people that know me get it. Creativity, curiosity, Mm -hmm. clarity. It's really important to kind of get to it. Mm -hmm. Connect. Mm -hmm. Connect the dots, connect the people, connect the patterns. Always looking at how things connect in more non-traditional or disparate ways. Compassion, I think, you know, mm. how I lean in and drive change and impact in organizations is a true deep compassion with people. Encourage. Mm. What have you got? What have you got to lose? Just try it. Yeah. You know, nothing is forever. And having that foundation of, and it'll be okay because nothing 
you know, a decision is not a decision unmade or so not. And then mm-hmm. I always have to throw in my final one, which is a T, but and truth. Because like, what's oh. the truth of the situation? What's the truth of the reality? Mm-hmm. Because these are things that are just so important if you're trying to navigate into the new, mm. navigate into the future, and how do you stay ahead and how do you adapt? Mm-hmm. And what you were saying is, you know, what I was talking about in times of crisis, we've always, always lived through change. No mm-hmm. kidding. Heraclides says there's nothing permanent except change. Yeah. And fundamentally, we all know that. And mm-hmm. I just sort of love and lean into it because we're all living in it. And yes, mm-hmm. you know, all the articles that we all read is change is accelerated. And COVID put it in mock speed overdrive. Yeah. And has super tested us. Um our resilience and so on and so forth. And I think those are really important. And then all of that comes together of, I'm very clear on what my purpose is and everything that I've done through my life. And my Mm -hmm. purpose is to bring out the best in people and to create or recreate ways to make things better by seeing the world differently. Mm. So I think those that know me will have a smile because that's what they love and that's what frustrates them. Yeah. So, so uh, lots and lots of beautiful things yeah. in here. Uh, let me just say, I was aware that you had lost your father very mm-hmm. recently. I am. I know he was extremely proud of you. <laughs> I wished I'd had a chance to meet him. You said something really interesting that your why is to bring out the best in people. Mm-hmm. And you have been advising extremely successful career people Let's shift gears into that. And what does it mean to be advising and coaching and bringing out the best in these C-suite leaders who have already achieved so much? Mm. What is it like in there? And what are you hearing? What are the top questions that they ask? It's an excellent sequence of questions. And it goes in a couple of different directions. One Mm -hmm. is, you know, that old adage, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. We're all people. Yeah. We just all have different aspirations and different experiences and different responsibilities and accountabilities. Mm-hmm. And look, we're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to move things forward. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that most effectively? Mm-hmm. And how do I not just articulate it, but articulate it, you know, through my core so that I really understand what I'm trying to achieve? Because when I work with leaders, oftentimes it's my role is to help them self-discover. Okay. Truly self-discover what it is that they're trying to achieve and why. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say, you know, hear me always saying, what's the so what? Why does it matter? Because mm-hmm. I have found that once we're able to embrace it through our core and fundamentally get it, the how and the language and all that stuff really just falls into place. So mm-hmm. that's also why clarity is so important. Right. And leaders always need to continue to move us forward. And it's move the business performance forward. Mm-hmm. It's move the people forward. It's move the vision forward. Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we're ready for disruption? And, you know, the work that I've been doing with leaders over the years, it was fascinating to see how people performed, mm. adapted, embraced, lived into what we've been thrown these last six plus months. Mm-hmm. Because nobody, no leader, got to their position by having to lead into and live into what we've dealt with. Right. So everybody's figuring out their sea legs. 
And then I've also, I think we all have gone through some COVID reflection. And my COVID reflection was not only are great leaders having to figure out new sea legs, but also in the face of all of the racism and inequities, mm-hmm. it further challenges us because now we're afraid if we might misspeak for our own reputation as well as the reputation Mm. of our companies so you've got all the this confluence of dynamics going on and you just want people to to flourish Mm. so what's going on in their minds is how do i pivot how do i anticipate how do i make sure that i do what i need to do and not get in the way of others Mm -hmm. because we all know that great leaders bring out the best in others whereas too many people, too many people. Um, recruitment finds the best, and then you come into an organization, and then organizations try to mold you to more of a vanilla flavor. Yeah, and that just takes away all of the nuance and beauty of what we bring to the table. So now it's more of how do we do that? And it's not comp- it's not easy. It is mm-hmm. complicated. We're not easy to deal with. Full stop. Because we're humans and we're unpredictable. So it's it's this multitude of so many things going on at once. And there's so many pieces to unpack to your question, Donna, but it's once the leader is clear who he or she is, and we use the word authenticity a lot, and once they're really clear on what it is that they're driving for and Mm -hmm. why it matters, then what do you uniquely need to do? And what do you need to step out of the way and let others do? And where do you need to clear the path in order to Mm -hmm. allow others to have that? I think those are some important points. And one more piece that I want to raise is, and we all know this, but I think human nature, the parts that we can control, try to like Mm -hmm. lather, rinse, repeat, and do the same thing over. It's never the same. Mm -hmm. And I think for the sake of a podcast, one of the things that I live by is I like to be jazz as opposed to classical. And why I say that is because... There's no great jazz musician or jazz performer that has not fundamentally absolutely mastered the classics. You must have mastered the classics. Mm -hmm. And then in the space of being present, so when I'm present with a leader and or a leadership team, you've got to be jazz in that you've you've got the foundation, you've got the methods, you've got the theory, you've got all of that, but you've got to be there for what's going on in that moment at that time. Who do you lean into? Whose Mm. turn is it to amplify? Who needs to pull back? What's going on to drive that outcome of that beautiful performance that you want? I love be jazz. I love it. (laughs) There's a quotation that is sometimes attributed to Martha Graham, the dancer, that some people, Mm. listeners may have heard me say before, which is only through 20 years of rigorous training can you be spontaneous as a dancer. Perfect. That's exactly it's, it's exactly what I'm yeah. I'm speaking to. Yeah. But Here I like be jazz. That's easier. <laughs> be jazz. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So you said earlier that one of the things the leaders are asking is how do I pivot? That's mm. probably not the way they're wording it though, right? How are they wording mm. their need? It's probably not as elegant as how do I pivot? Hmm. Correct. <laughs> how do I I mean honestly, it's how do I make sure I don't mess up? Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. The the vulnerability, right? It's very lonely being yeah. a leader, I often say. Yeah. Yeah. So say more about that. What is the how is it showing up vulnerable? One of the things that fascinated me that over my years of working with individual leaders that I don't know that I would have expected, but it became too much of a pattern that it you mm-hmm. know, you can't not look at it, is that 
great leaders, when they show up, they've got that confidence and that presence, Mm -hmm. which we want in a leader. And then, so there's that external confidence. And then what I found is the internal confidence of great Mm -hmm. leaders that really did make a lot of change Mm -hmm. and move the needle had enough of an element of a lack of self-confidence. Not so bad that it paralyzed them, Mm -hmm. but enough. And what I found, and it's not what I would have expected, if you will, but it's been so many years because it's enough of a lack of self-confidence that you're challenging. What am I missing? What else can I do better? Mm -hmm. How else do I? And Mm -hmm. always questioning it. And then helping leaders realize that that is an absolute strength because those that don't have it, don't question what they might be missing or don't Mm. think about things from multiple perspectives that is so critical. And then it's learning, well, you know, your first year into a new leadership role is Mm -hmm. always internally a whole lot of agita and you've got (laughs) enough of a pattern that, and you are incredibly successful. Yeah. So how do you recognize your path to your next level? Mm -hmm. Because you know, it's, it's how we're wired and we're all wired differently, but just seeing, you know, I'll always, any new engagement, no judgment for the first three weeks. Full stop. Ah. And I, oftentimes it's, I have no idea how we're going to conquer this. And yeah. you've been there too, yeah. but just like no judgment. Cause uh-huh. I know enough that come three weeks, suddenly things become crystal clear. Yeah. And it's encouraging that in the leaders that I work with as well. So imposter syndrome is a very common phrase right now. Mm. A lot of people trying to understand and deal with it and diagnose it in themselves. It sounds like that's part of what you're alluding to is this a a little nag of a lack of confidence. Would you call it imposter syndrome? That I would not call imposter syndrome. I would call that keeping on your toes and caring and challenging it. The Mm. imposter syndrome, I have worked with leaders where that's been going on because a leader that they admire. Uh-huh. So here's one example. Uh-huh. I worked with the CFO years ago uh-huh. and he would put everybody into tears. Uh-huh. I mean, he just, he sounds and, I don't wanna, <laughs> and then I got to know him personally uh-huh. and I was like, what's this about? Uh-huh. This, you know, the person I'm getting to know here is not the person, your reputation. And long and short of it was, is uh-huh. that, his image of how that role needed to show up was an incredibly ill-fitting costume suit for him. Oh. But that's what he thought he needed to be to show up as a great C-suite individual. Interesting. And it was, well, what, and it goes back to what are you trying to achieve? What are mm-hmm. the outcomes? And I don't mean to, you know, make light of it, but it, it, it is in essence the same thing. And who are you? Mm-hmm. And what do you care about? And then suddenly the real person emerged because uh-huh. he was clear at what was important to him what was his intention with the outcomes the performance and the people uh-huh. and just go be true to that yeah and that to me was the most fundamental shift that i've seen and i've seen it in others but it goes back to oftentimes we're wearing an ill-fitting suit because we think that yeah. that's what we're supposed to look like when we get to that level interesting and it's you get to make your own yeah your yeah. skills and capabilities, but how you show up mm-hmm. has got to be you because otherwise it's never going to feel right. And you're mm-hmm. also not going to know how to address and answer and respond and react mm-hmm. in the moments when you really matters yeah. how you respond and react and answer. Yeah, interesting example too, because you gave an example of a male. We often hear imposter syndrome relevant for women. Mm-hmm. And you gave an example of a male. 
So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think imposter syndrome applies to all of us. It may Absolutely. maybe just manifests a little differently. I promise you that of all the clients that I've worked with, it's not unique to women. Yes. Full stop. Yes. I do hear it more in my coaching practice. It is mm-hmm. becoming a very common way for an individual to express their insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do believe it shows up differently for each individual because we're, as you said, we're all unique. Yeah. Whenever we take on anything new and, mm-hmm. and it's taking on a new role that like codifies it differently. Mm-hmm. But whenever we take on anything new, we don't know what we're in for. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to present to us. I mean, <laughs> You and I spoke in December versus if you and I spoke in April. Right. Well, let me finish the first thought. Mm-hmm. We just need to know how we've addressed new challenges, new situations in the past mm-hmm. and be aware of it. And it's that self-understanding and self-awareness that helps us. And that's all that we have into this unknown future. And, how, mm-hmm. and, and so where I spend a lot of my time is how do I work with clients to live into the new and to anticipate and to be ready for and to really mm-hmm. drive and create the new. And I think an important point, you know, for when we're talking during this COVID is how do we make sure that all of us and all of our teams and all of our colleagues, we take the time to pause and reflect and what about that, what we've been through that we don't want to lose? Uh, because we've all gone on hyperdrive and we've leaned yeah. into things Look, it's a horrible thing, but it's caused us. And what do we not mm-hmm. want to lose? Yeah. And make sure that you don't, because mm-hmm. there is definitely good mm-hmm. in the way that we lead, in the way that we collaborate, in the way that we respond. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to go back because yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're fundamentally changed. We're never going back. No. But there better be some, some semblance in the future of things that we've missed, but we're mm-hmm. never going back. And a lot of self-reflection. I think a lot of us have learned a lot about ourselves during this time and things that we wouldn't want to go back to. Yeah. 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 So, Lisa, I do think that you need your own show and Mm -hmm. it's going to be called Be Jazz, please. I love it. (laughs) What advice do you have for a me sweet listener about things that they can start doing differently on Monday? So as you're listening to this, I want you, our listeners, to just... Just pause for a moment and think about what do you love? What do you love to do? I don't mm-hmm. care what the question is or the answer is. What do you love to do? Mm-hmm. And are you finding ways to express it? Not fully all the time, but is there a small ingredient of that? What I love to mm. do that I can put into this conversation, this meeting, this analysis, this whatever. When I interact with people, am I? expressing some of my core values or my purpose. And if you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what yours is, you know, think about what are your friends and family rely on you for and what attributes do they value most in you? Mm-hmm. Those are your gifts. Mm-hmm. Express it. And or another cool way to think about it is if something's really messed up at work and somebody says, oh my gosh, that's Donna's, you know, go to Donna, yeah. she can fix it. We don't need to worry. You know, she's got it covered. Yeah. The question is, what is the it Mm -hmm. that they're coming to you for? Because inside of that is where you shine and just understand how to unpack it. And you know the difference of when you're feeling drained and Mm -hmm. uninspired versus when even just the pace of your voice comes up and how do you have more of those moments? So that's what I want you to start doing Monday. What do you love to do? And begin to embrace it and then go for it. Go for the big dream. What's your big dream? 
and just say it to yourself. You don't need to tell anybody. But yeah. I think that by just having, even if it's a brief moment of insight inside of your soul, mm-hmm. you'll begin to have it. And again, it's what have you got to lose? This is what I challenge my, I challenge my clients with it for sure. And then I've learned I better take some of my own advice. <laughs> what have you got to lose? And go for go go for that moment. And I think that no decision is a bad decision if at the time that you're making it, mm. you're knowingly and choicefully making it. And it's a good decision until it's no longer a good decision. Mm. And you're you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been reflecting here. Okay, Lisa told me to think about what do I love to do? Uh, hmm. I love to talk to Lisa Finkelstein. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I'm thrilled that you joined us in the Me Suite for a millisecond and sharing some of your advice and wisdom and energy and passion. This is Lisa Finkelstein, everybody. Thank you so much, Donna. Really appreciate everything you're doing. Subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the MeSuite career coaching and professional development at themesuite.com. It's the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.